Welcome to Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. If you want to send feedback, you can send it to usagipodcast at gmail.com. Leave comments on the Ronin Rabbit Google Plus page, the posts for the show as they go up on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page, or the website itself, bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit. This episode, episode 64, I'm talking about Usagi Ojimbo Volume 2, issue number 8, from Mirage Publishing, cover dated June 1994. The stories, once again, we have two. The main is The Gambler, The Widow, and The Ronin. And we have the culmination of the many stories we've been seeing about the young Usagi. This particular story, The Battlefield, Part 3. Now, our main story... We have Mayamato Usagi, uh, the gambler. We have Keremono, who has taken the place of Shubo, and I'll get into that momentarily. And we have Shubo's widow, which now you know why Keremono has replaced him, uh, Kunio. Shubo, Kunio, and the gambler have appeared previously in a story that was set up exactly like this story and ended nearly like this story did as well. As I go through the story, those of you that have been listening will remember the previous. In the Battlefield story, uh, Sensei Katsuichi and Usagi are there. And then uh, there's a couple surprise appearances at the end that I'll uh, let you know when I get to that portion of the story. Don't want to give that away because that's kind of cool. It's a cool aspect of that story itself. All right, the main story, as I said, entitled The Gambler, The Widow, and the Ronin. We see a village. We zoom in. We see a gambler taking bets. And then ultimately we see why, because there's a a duel about to go down between an individual and someone that we will later find out is Kedemono, who is working with the gambler, as we'll see. The duel ensues. The... uh, County is quickly dispatched by Katamono. He goes to the gambler to get his part of the winnings as the two are a team. The gambler generating interest in the fight, generating bets. Katamono is the fighter. All he, all he is supposed to do is just not die, basically. So he goes and he gets his winnings. Decides that he's going to go Katamono, uh, go spend a Monsaki. So he goes to a bar. And as the gambler enters, we see one of the serving women startled and, and telling her partner server that she feels sick, that she has to go to the back and she'll, 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 she'll be back shortly. So she runs in the back crying and, and goes and comforts her uh, toddler son. Uh, his name is Itsuro, and she tells him, Oh, Itsuro, it's him. I saw him, the one responsible for your father's death. I know Shubo would have left that partner of his as he promised, except the gambler offered him too much money and enticed him into one last duel. Because of that, gambler, you lost a father, I lost a husband, and we all lost what we had. Now I've been forced to work in this inn just to struggle to feed us, and now fate has brought your father's killer to me. And suddenly the... um owner of the bar, um, there was another word, inn, there we go, the inn owner comes in on her and, and tells Kunio to go back out there and serve people, and then later on perhaps she can serve him, he, 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 uh, what a 
jerk. Usagi overlook uh, is is on a bluff overlooking the village and goes down into the village. Seems that uh, the village appeals to him. It's a nice, friendly-looking place. People are friendly. He asks for directions and wonders aloud that maybe he can get directions to the nearest Fukeshu temple uh, so he can in turn return so he can in turn return Komosu's Shakuhachi that he still has. So that's cool. It's connected to just the previous story. But then the story overall is connected to a much more previous story. In the end, we have the gambler and Katomono who kind of have a a showdown. Katomono is out of money once more, just grabs the purse from the gambler and realizes that, huh, maybe he has been holding out and not giving him his fair share, his percentage, because the gambler was telling him that this town is uh, is light, that people are poor, and there's not been that much money coming in. So he decides, Katamono, to continue imbibing. It's at this point that the gambler decides he has to do something to get rid of Katamono. He is not the participant in their schemes that Shubo was. At least Shubo had some honor and was just doing it for the money. This dude is doing it just because he's a jerk and the gambler is just now realizing that. Usagi's walking around, going towards the inn, and he sees a a body flung out of the door of the inn. And as he's standing there scoping, trying to figure out what's going on, Katamono walks out and brushes past the samurai and hits him. Then he confronts Usagi. says, watch where you're going, Ronin. I threw the other guy out just because I didn't like his face. I have a mind to do the same to you. And Usagi immediately bows and apologizes. It was entirely my fault. I was not watching where I was going. Forgive me. And then Katamono makes a big deal about being apologized to by a samurai. Goes into the bar talking to one of the other patrons. (laughs) Did you hear him? See, I'm bigger than he is. All this other stuff. The gambler immediately recognizes Usagi. Because, I guess, in another village, this whole scam was broken up by Usagi. Because they chose Usagi to be the victim of one of their schemes. And he, in turn, killed Shubo in the duel. So, the gambler kind of hides himself and and sneaks out. But then he comes up with a plan. He knows Usagi is probably the better swordsman. And so he is determined that this is how he's going to be able to get rid of Ketamona. The uh, serving wench, Kunio, uh, again harangued by the innkeeper, goes and approaches Usagi. Neither one of them recognizes each other. I, I could have swore that they encountered each other in the previous story, but perhaps not. So they don't recognize each other. We see that she uh, shows how bitter she is about the gambler. The next morning, she is serving Usagi his breakfast, indicates that just uh, another valley over is a nearby Fuke temple. You'll probably be able to return the flute there, and he he thanks her for both her service, her demeanor, and for the information. Well, Katamono comes in and tells Usagi that he has decided he's not going to accept his apology, that he wants to duel. Usagi initially refuses, until Katamono picks up the shokohachi that Usagi is trying to deliver and uses it as leverage until Usagi finally says, okay, we'll duel. They go outside. The gambler is taking bets. Uh, These same people that saw Ketamono's previous 
duels now know what he is capable of, and so they are betting heavily for him in order to win. Well, the gambler knows otherwise. We have the showdown here. Ultimately, Katamono is killed by Usagi. Um, the crowd is surprised and says, but the Ronin should have died. And Usagi gives them a, a quick glance in one of the panels and scares them. He kneels down and picks up the Shakuhachi, which Katamono had kept hold of during the duel in order, you know, basically the thought being in order to get this back, you're going to have to kill me, which of course Usagi did. Gets it. He has everything else that's his. He moves on out of the village. The gambler plays at being depressed and disappointed that his good friend Ketamono has died and tells the villagers that he just needs to be by himself. Stumbles, sniffing into the inn. And then the ruse is over. He straightens up and is laughing and bouncing the big bag of money in his hand and orders up some sake. The serving girl, uh, I'm sorry, orders up the best sake that the house has. Uh, the serving girl pours him a dish of sake and he drinks it. And then the girl that he ordered from comes in bringing the order of the best sake to him. So we see that that first serving girl was not this one. Uh, in reality, it was more than likely Kunio because then we see that the gambler is laying at the table dead while the serving girl is screaming, he's dead, the gambler's dead, poisoned help. And we have Kunio with her infant son walking out of the village away from the scene. Now, I like the return of a lot of things, the continuation of Usagi's quest to deliver the fruit, the return of this gambling ruse, as it were, to... uh, Usage again. I at first I thought that he had wandered back into the village, but I suppose not. What it is is that he just wandered into the village that Kunio had chosen to go to, uh, just as a just as a happenstance. So those those things were cool. The the uh, coming back, the continuity, as it were. I, I'm I'm a big fan of continuity. All right, Battlefield Part Three. The young Usagi uh, is gone this particular morning. He has the wakazashi, and he's going to deliver it back to the samurai from whom he took it. He's wandering around the battlefield, and it's uh, mistrouded. You know, it looks different than it did the other day. He's not sure where this samurai is that he needs to find. He thinks he gets attacked by a monster and uses the wakazashi to fend it off. Finally, he does find the samurai, and he kneels down and lays the wakazashi on the ground and says, Samurai, I apologize for taking your wakazashi. It was dishonorable of me. I hope I can atone for my misdeed by its return. Though I am unworthy of it, I beg your forgiveness. Then he hears more sounds. He's been hearing sounds uh, like people walking through the mud the whole time he's been here. And he says, Forgive me. I will need your sword one last time. And unsheaths it and he's looking around as a hand grabs him by the shirt collar and jerks him back and it's a couple samurai and they accuse him of being a looter they are uh, compatriots of the dead samurai it turns out so not only is he a looter but he was looting the body of one of their comrades as they're patrolling the battlefield looking to make sure that uh, there are no survivors that have been left Um, Usagi fights back and just about gets away, but one of them tackles him. 
and they hold out his arm because they're not going to kill him. Rather, they're going to cut off his hand. And as one of his uh, one of the samurai's compatriots is about to cut his hand off, we see a couple people riding in on a horse, both of them wearing ceremonial battle armor, talking to the soldiers. Uh, the one says, "What's going on here?" And he's explained to by a soldier. And the gentleman on the horseback tells Usagi to come here, boy, look at me. And there's a stare down of several panels, Usagi, the individual Usagi. And then he tells Usagi to go home. And this man is asked, well, why did you do that? He says he was a strong spirit, that one. Deceit is not in his character. Who knows, he may one day be in our service to our clan and his compatriot, which turns out to be the captain of his guard, actually says, ha, that dirty street rat. And he responds, don't be too quick to judge, Gunichi. So there we go. He may one day be your comrade. Now come, let's continue the tour of the field. And Gunichi responds, yes, Lord Mafuni. So there's a little bit of foreshadowing. There was the first meeting ever of Usagi, Gunichi, and Lord Mafuni. Eh, kind of a bringing things full circle. That's, that's kind of cool. I like that. Alrighty, guys. Usagi Ojimbo Volume 2, Issue 9, next time from Mirage Publishing, August 1994. Cover date. Thanks a lot. See you then. Bye. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.